0: Welcome to Beautiful Soul Sunday, and thank you for tuning in. Listen, we want you to be encouraged, uplifted, and strengthened in your faith as you listen to the show today, and we pray that this podcast will be a blessing to your soul. And now, here's your host, Dr. Lynn Gopher. Good morning, everyone. Grace and peace, beauties, rise and shine. It is a beautiful soul Sunday because this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is your host, your sister, your auntie, your girl, Dr. Lynn Gobo. I am back this week with another dose of the most insight, inspiration, energy, encouragement, and love. That is what I am about to give you a dose of. Listen, I'm here just to release some positive vibes to you wherever you are listening from. Your phone, your home, your car, your computer, maybe even your television. Again, thank you to all of my listeners nationwide and internationally. I appreciate all of you guys and gals so much for tuning into the show each week. And I am sending you big hearts and lots of love, even some air hugs all across the world. So, in lieu of Black History Month, I want to highlight one of my personal favorite trailblazers in history. This is another personal favorite of mine, and that is none other than the incomparable Katherine Johnson. Now listen, her bio is very extensive, rightfully so. So I'm going to highlight just a few of her amazing accomplishments. Katherine Johnson was born Creola Katherine Johnson on August 26th, 1918 in White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia. Yes, that's right, West Virginia. She was born to Joylette Roberta Lowe and Joshua McKinley Coleman. She was the youngest of four children. Her mother was a teacher and her father was a lumberman, a farmer and a handyman. And he worked at the famous Greenbrier Hotel. Katherine Johnson showed strong mathematical abilities from a very early age. Because Greenbrier County did not offer public schooling for African American students past the eighth grade, the Colemans arranged for their children to attend high school in Institute West Virginia. This school was on the campus of West Virginia State University. Johnson was enrolled when she was, check this out, guys, when she enrolled in West Virginia State University, she was only 10 years old. That's right, 10 years old. The family split their time between Institute during the school year and White Sulphur Springs in the summer. After graduating from high school at the age of 14 years old, Johnson enrolled at West Virginia State, a historically black college, which coincidentally became West Virginia State University later. But as a student, she took every math course offered by the college. Multiple professors mentored her, including the chemist and mathematician Angie Turner King, who also mentored Coleman throughout high school. Johnson became an American mathematician and she was the third African-American to receive a Ph.D. in mathematics. She graduated Kuma laude in 1937 with degrees in mathematics and French at the age of 18 years old. Johnson was a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha, aka shout out to the AKAs, and she took on a teaching job at a black public school in Marion, Virginia. Catherine and James Francis Goble, who was her first husband, they had three daughters Constance, Joylette, and Catherine. The family lived in Newport News, Virginia in 1953. But James died of an inoperable brain tumor in 1956. Three years later, Catherine married James A. Jim Johnson, a United States Army officer and veteran of the Korean War. The pair were married for 60 years until his death in March 2019 at the age of 93. They had six grandchildren and 11 great-grandchildren. They lived in Hampton, Virginia, and Johnson encouraged her grandchildren and students to pursue careers in science and technology. In 1939, after marrying her first husband, James Goble, she left her teaching job and she enrolled in a graduate math program. She quit after one year after becoming pregnant in order to focus on her family life. She was the first African American woman to attend graduate school at West Virginia University in Morgantown, West Virginia. It was there through President Dr. John W. Davis that she became one of three African American students and the only woman selected to integrate the graduate school after the 1938 United States Supreme Court ruling. The court ruled that states that provided public higher education to white students also had to provide it to black students. I absolutely love that because they were to establish black colleges and universities by admitting Black students to previously white-only universities. Johnson's calculations of orbital mechanics as a NASA employee were critical to the success of the first and subsequent U.S. crew space flights. During her 35-year career at NASA, she earned a reputation for mastering complex Manual calculations and helped pioneer the use of computers to perform tasks. The space agency noted her historical role as one of the first African American women to work as a NASA scientist. From 1958 until her retirement in 1986, Johnson worked as an aerospace technologist, moving during her career to the Spacecraft Controls Branch. She calculated the trajectory for the May 5th, 1961 spaceflight of Alan Shepard, the first American in space. She also calculated the launch window for his 1961 emergency return path for Project Mercury mission. She plotted backup navigation charts for astronauts In case of electronic failures for John Glenn, the first American in orbit, her calculations were also essential to the beginning of the space shuttle program. And she worked on plans for a mission to Mars. When NASA used electronic computers for the first time to calculate John Glenn's orbit around Earth, officials called on Johnson To verify the computer's numbers. Glenn actually asked for her specifically, and he refused to fly unless Johnson verified the calculations, which was extremely far more difficult to calculate because she also had to account for the gravitational pulls of celestial bodies in space. I mean, listen, she was just a bad woman. Glenn became an astronaut who was a hero, but he looked to this black woman in the segregated South as one of the key components of making sure his mission would be a success. Johnson later worked directly with digital computers. Her ability and reputation for accuracy helped to establish confidence in new technology. She spent her later years encouraging students to enter the fields of science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, which is known as the STEM program today. Johnson co-authored 26 scientific papers. Her social influence as a pioneer in space science and computering is demonstrated by the honors she received and her status as a role model for a life in science. Johnson was named West Virginia State College Outstanding Alumnus of the Year in 1999. In 2015, President Barack Obama awarded Johnson the Presidential Medal of Freedom. She was one of 17 Americans who was honored on November 24, 2015. She was cited as a pioneering example of African-American women in STEM. In 2016, she was presented with the Silver Snoopy Award by NASA astronaut Leland D. Melvin and a NASA Group Achievement Award. She was portrayed by Taraji P. Henson as a lead character in the 2016 film Hidden Figures. In 2019, Johnson was awarded the Congressional Gold Medal. Johnson died at a retirement home in Newport News on February 24th, 2020, literally just a little over a year ago at the age of 101 years old. Following her death, NASA's administrator described her as an American hero and stated that her pioneering legacy will never be forgotten. This woman is so decorated that you have to take the time to honor those who are great in American history, especially black history. This woman right here is truly worth highlighting and celebrating, and she is definitely the perfect example of what amazing and exceptional looks like. And she is truly a figure that will never be hidden in history again. So, Miss Katherine Johnson, we applaud you for your accomplishments. And even in your death, we are still honoring you. And family, in lieu of talking about you following your dreams on the two previous podcasts, Following your dreams and reaching for the stars is something that I literally just cannot shake. And I was meditating on what I was going to talk about this week. And as I was meditating on that while I was plugging away at work, I heard God say to me, You can be average or you can be amazing. And so I just want to talk to you. But before I talk about that, I am going to take a short break and I will be right back after this brief announcement. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast platforms. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back to the show, beauties. So before the break, I was about to share with you what God actually shared with me about the difference between being average and being amazing. I was actually thinking about what separates people from those who are mediocre and those who just excel and become successful. Did you know that a mediocre person is someone whom you cannot at any time speak of as someone who is great? They are just average or mediocre. There is nothing you can really say on behalf of a mediocre person because he or she isn't great or even average. They are just mediocre. As I thought about this, I thought about all the reasons why you shouldn't find yourself competing with an average person. If you are going to compete with someone, find yourself someone who is competitive and above average, someone who excels, someone who is driven, someone who may even be a bit of a workaholic. Average means that You are within the normal range. It's something that represents a middle point. Now, there are 10 common characteristics for average people, and I'm going to try to get through all 10 this week. If I don't, I'll have to pick it back up next week. But the world is filled with two types of people, successful people and average people. But I'm going to call the successful people, amazing people. Of course, there are plenty of resources online if you want to learn how to be successful. But what about those who are only looking to achieve adequacy? But here are the 10 common characteristics for average people. Number one, average people had that idea first. Anytime you hear about something cool and new, there's always someone who had that idea first, which is fine as long as you do something with it. For instance, someone may say, I could have invented Amazon because I was telling people about online shopping years before it ever existed. We all have millions of ideas, but it's the person who, Who takes the lead and acts on those ideas who become successful. And I like to say that God is the one who deposits those ideas in your spirit in order for you to make those ideas come alive. Because once an invention has been made or created, nobody really cares what you could have done. When ideas are birthed in your spirit, You have to know within yourself that you are one decision away from changing your life as you know it today. Overnight success stories exists for people who are willing to claw and climb their way to the top after putting their whole heart and soul into their dream over years of putting in the work to accomplish their goal with little to no recognition, money, time, or energy. Working on that level results or comes by you sacrificing and maybe even having lots of sleepless nights. So number one, average people had that idea first. Number two, and this one is really a big one, I mean huge. Average people waste time. People who are successful tend to work a lot, but it doesn't feel like work because they love what they do. And every successful person that I know has the same work ethic. They aren't spending all of their time on social media or hanging out with their friends day in and day out, or they're not spending time talking on the phone because they are too busy for that. And average people do not prioritize their life in this way. Average people are always finding ways to get out of work. And if you are going to be successful or above average, you have to be willing to work towards your dream until you reach it. Either you'll make a career out of a menial job or you'll shift back and forth between entry level positions. Until you retire. But to keep that from happening, you have to take charge of your career and take charge and take control of your destiny. And listen, you are always going to meet plenty of people along the way who will also want to waste your time. Now, these people may not intentionally try to waste your time, but I've talked about this before. People will hijack your time if you allow them to. And trust me, those people will find you. But it's important for you to monitor your time, monitor and recognize when people are robbing you of your time because you only have so much time within a day and how you utilize that time is strictly and solely up to you. Time is not only precious, it's valuable. So make sure that you use your time wisely and spend more time being creative and avoid people and things which waste your time. Number three, did you know that average people, (laughs) this is kind of funny to me, but average people are always broke. Now, you may be broke for a few years, and I believe that everyone at some point in their life may have struggled. But even if you are broke for a few years, while you are working to achieve your goal, it will pay off, literally. But you will eventually be successful. And if you stay or remain broke for more than half of your life, Well, you fall into the category of being average, but a tip just to help you out and put you on the path to investing into yourself to start a little nest egg by saving instead of spending, keeping your bills current and paying off any debt you may have. And also it's important to live within your means, which for some reason is hard for people to do, but having a savings account is important and also not spending as much money is definitely important, especially if you're trying to save. Pay off your debt and keep all of your bills current and always try to live within your means. You don't always have to try to keep up with the Joneses or the Kardashians or the Hiltons or even your neighbors for that matter. Something that I know my family stopped doing more and more of was eating out. And you can save a lot of money by not eating out. So when your friends ask you to go out, sometimes you have to be honest about not having the money to go. And even if you have a certain amount of money in your bank account, it doesn't mean that you have to spend it or let it burn a hole in your pocket. I've noticed that you can really bank some money really fast when you choose to save instead of spend. You don't always have to have the latest thing that comes out. Just make do with what you have and what you need until you can afford what you want. Not to mention, you can clip coupons, make purchases that are only sale items, or find free stuff. I mean, there's free stuff available all the time to help you save and not waste your hard earned money on frivolous things. Number four, people constantly talk about what they are going to do. So average people talk more than they actually act on things. They talk about starting a business or writing a book and they spend a lot of time Talking instead of doing and making things happen. People who are successful, first of all, they make boss moves in silence without giving a play by play of what they are doing on social media. This is something that I personally have a problem with. I mean, people want you to see how blessed they are, and there's nothing wrong with that. But a lot of people really just want you to know how much they have. And there's a story in the Bible about that. It's found in the book of Second Kings, chapter 20. Hezekiah was proud of his riches, and he showed all of his treasures to his visitors. But the problem with that is that they came back and robbed him because he was showing off all of his treasures. So, you know, people like to show you where they live, what they drive in order to show people their success. But when people are really blessed, instead of telling you how blessed they are, they let their success speak for itself. Average people will sit around waiting to be discovered and waiting for a free meal ticket to fame or superstar status, waiting for their dream to be handed to them Instead of working towards becoming or even discovering who God created them to be. Number five, average people focus on the past. One thing about the past is that we all have one, but don't focus on your past and what you should have done or what you could have done or become. Focus on your future and making your dream a reality. Average people do focus on their past, but here's the danger in that. When average people focus on the past, they can also pull you into living in the past instead of concentrating and moving forward into the future. When you focus on the past, you will become stagnant and no longer be able to recognize the excellence within yourself. Listen, we cannot turn back the hands of time, but what we can do is utilize and take advantage of making the absolute best to work towards what awaits us in our future. Number six, average people have lottery dreams. They are the ones who say, when I win the lottery, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I'm finally going to straighten out my life because money is the source of all of my happiness. And I have heard people who have money say that they are happier with money than without it. And having money does bring a sense of peace into your life. But while having financial peace, is a goal that you really should work towards. Don't focus on having champagne wishes and caviar dreams because having money is one thing, but loving it is another. The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 9, but they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction. Verse 10 says, for the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Verse 11 says, but thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. So while we should strive to obtain financial peace, we cannot lose sight of what brings us real peace, and that is following after righteousness. So don't just sit back and wait to hit the lottery in order for you to have what you want Work towards the things that you want. Planning is great, but executing those plans requires discipline as well as action. So, there is no easy button you can press to change your lifestyle or your circumstance. I wish that there was, but if you work, you will accomplish what you want to obtain in life and you will live a comfortable life and have things that money cannot buy, and watch how you reap the reward. Number seven, average people think inside of the box. Average people typically cannot see outside of the confines of their current state or environment. While average people stay within that box by allowing their situation to box them in Successful people stand outside the box, and if you dare try to box them in, they will claw their way out of your stereotypes and someone's lack of encouragement or support of them. They are the chain breakers. They will break free from discouragement and obscurity. They are not easily deterred away from following their dream and. They will let nothing stop them from reaching their destiny and full potential in life and in Christ. People who think outside of the box will surround themselves with like-minded people who also think outside of the box, whether it's a spouse, a partner, a child, a parent, or a friend. Number eight, average people are never responsible. Everything is always someone else's fault and you know we depend on God and we rely on him for things and we put so much on God that a lot of times we don't or won't take enough of our own responsibility to be held accountable for the things we want that seems unattainable and we make God responsible for things we should be accountable for because we are all responsible for our own lives and we should create our own destiny and turn it into a reality with our own effort. Successful people understand this concept, which is why they spend their time working all the time. Average people will spend their time watching television, playing video games, surfing the internet, but then they sit back and wonder why nothing is changing in their lives. And we make excuse after excuse and find reasons why we are not successful or why we have not accomplished our goals And why we are just average. Number nine, average people have unfinished projects. This is probably another huge one because the average person constantly starts something new and wants to explore it until things become difficult. Once the going gets tough, the average person gets going. This is something that we always tried to instill into our children. And that is if you start something, then you are going to finish it. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. If you start something, listen, if you start a project, just finish it. OK, now, number 10, drum roll, please. Average people choose average lives. If you miss out on the important aspects of your life, if you constantly focus on the wrong thing, and you spend your life focusing on someone else's life, then you will only remain average. That's the reason why reality shows become so popular. People, first of all, are nosy, And they want to know what's going on in someone else's life. Reality shows, social media, the life of celebrities and everything else which show up as distractions in our lives causes us to remain average and choose an average lifestyle. Take the president of the United States or take the royals, for instance. These are people who do not live an average lifestyle. In first Peter chapter two, verse nine, it says, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So guess what? You are not average and you're not supposed to live an average life. You are supposed to live a royal lifestyle because you are a holy nation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people. If you want to be average, all you have to do is keep your dreams and your goals on hold. Keep wasting time. Keep watching television keep involving yourself in other people's lives and keep being comfortable being average and not working towards your goal to accomplish your dreams. After enough time passes, you realize that you could have been amazing, but you settled for being average. Now, I found 99 reasons for what makes a person amazing. I'm not really sure why there are only 99 reasons and not a solid 100, but I'm not going to read all 99 reasons. However, I will sum it up for you by saying this. When someone is amazing, they are true to themselves no matter what. They are selfless and will go above and beyond ordinary expectations in order to help someone out or even just cheer them up. Amazing people put other people before themselves, even when times are hard in their own lives. An amazing person also causes other people to be astonished by their fortitude, incredible ambition, and their ability to fearlessly stand in the face of opposition by showing their personal bravery to survive some of the most difficult and trying times in their lives. What separates an amazing person from an average person is this. An amazing person becomes dissatisfied with being mediocre and they choose to be exceptional. So the difference between average and amazing is when instead of choosing to be ordinary, you choose to be extraordinary. Listen, beauties, that is my time. Remember you can be average or you can be amazing. Also beauties feast on the word of God. Every chance you get be intentional to be a blessing to someone else. Always stay positive, stay healthy, body, soul, and spirit. Be kind, keep a beautiful mind, and never forget who God called you to be, purposed you to be, and created you to be. And that is an amazing, beautiful, dope soul. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Don't forget to subscribe to Beautiful Soul Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. Also, follow Beautiful Soul Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or visit our website at beautifulsoulsunday.com. Until next time, blessings, grace, and peace be multiplied.